You're listening to the We Talk Seahawks podcast, a podcast brought to you by Seahawks UK. Stay tuned to our weekly episodes for pre-game and post-game shows, as well as fun and engaging discussions, and hopefully some special guest interviews along the way. Thank you for listening, stay tuned, and go Hawks! Ladies and gentlemen, Seahawks and football fans everywhere, a very warm welcome back to the We Talk Seahawks podcast. I hope you're all doing fine. Thanks for joining us again. Um, we're going to preview um, the Steelers game tonight. Um, I've got a little little special guest on to talk to you about them, who knows a bit more than us. Um, but with me tonight, as always, is Pez, my right-hand man. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good. Are you, are you feeling good after after the, uh, the little bounce-back win? Yeah. I'll, I'll tame my... Uh... Excitement. I yeah, think. I, but I should I should point out actually we're we're recording this before we've played the Rams. So if you're thinking you know we've we've lost to the Rams and I've said bounce back win that I'm not I'm not going crazy. We are recording this as as we've just <clears> beaten the uh, as the Forty ers So little bounce back win as uh, as we're recording this. Um, but yeah, so as I've said, we've got a little special guest on coming with us tonight. Uh, he's going to talk a little bit about the Steelers um, and give us a bit of a lowdown on the AFC North team. Um, it is Mr. Freddie Hall from the Franchise Tag Podcast UK. Very, very welcome onto the podcast, my mate. How are you doing? Yeah, really well, thanks guys. Thank you, James and Pez, for uh, having me on. Always always happy to talk Steelers football, even though it might be a miserable state of affairs. <laughs> but, uh, but there is positives, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, in the episode. But uh, yeah, really excited to be on there, guys. No, super. Like you say, it's uh, really looking forward to this matchup. Um, it, it, it's two sort of teams that, you know, before the season, everyone was sort of, you know, pinning down as potential Super Bowl type, you know, champ and you know, AFC Championship, NFC Championship type teams, and both teams haven't got off to the, you know, ideal start. So it's kind of a bit of both teams in a bit of limbo in, in a certain sense as to where the season's going to go. So um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a really, really interesting matchup. Um, so from from looking from the outside in, Freddie, it's like you beat the Bills in week one and you think, well, you know, mm. the Steelers are legit. The Bills are obviously looking like a Super Bowl standard team um, at this point in the season. And then, you know, you drop games. So, yeah, I, I guess the Raiders are, you know, tough team to beat. Um, not an easy game by any sense. But then, you know, you drop a game against the Bengals again. They're, they're an improved team. But, you know, it, it was a game that I'm sure you would have hoped you know, you, you would have marked it down as, a, as in the win column, certainly at the start of the season. Um, it's, it's, are, are you concerned with how you're looking so far? Or is it just, you know, we all know it takes a bit of time to warm Ben's arm up. So is it just a case of, you know, warming him up a little bit? Or is it, or is there something a little bit more sinister going on at the start of the season? I think uh, we played very well in a, in a half against Buffalo. We had an awful first half. We actually came out and played really well in the second half, and Buffalo were poor in the second mm-hmm. half as well. So I think it was a it wasn't so much of a Steelers won the game; it was more Bills lost the game in that way. Right. The Vegas game, we lost players to injury in that game. Vegas have really come out guns are blazing, really enjoying how they're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bengals, we were awful. We were mm-hmm. we were so bad. Um, I did not enjoy watching that game at all. Watched the whole thing. Uh, and yeah, we were just up poor across the park. TJ Watt didn't play that in that game. For a team that's meant to have a great defence, it seems like we have one great defensive player. And that that was it in that game. The rest of the defence was really poor. Um, I actually couldn't watch the game yesterday against Green Bay. Obviously, like I said, when this comes out, we would have played Denver. 
Um, mm. Again, could be a really interesting matchup, let alone against Seattle. But Teddy Bridgewater in that game, in that team, might not be playing. You never know. Um, but I watched the highlights today um, of the Packers game, and over the chat with one of my co-hosts, who's a Packers fan, it was it seemed very negative towards the Steelers, and I was like, oh god, we've got we've been awful again. Mm. I honestly think today, when I watched the game, my biggest takeaway was that is as best as performance that this Steeler team can put out at the minute. Mm. Like, they're, they're, like obviously every team can play better, you know, or, you know, we lost the game. We've lost three games back to back. But this game has been the game that I've gone, okay, I'm, that performance was not a bad performance. I can see positives in here. I can see the good things in here. Yeah. When you come up, you know, when you come up against one of the best quarterbacks of the last 10 years, 15 years, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to punish you. He's a very good quarterback. We had... Um, we had pretty much all our guys back, apart from Chase Claypool, was out of the game. But for me, that was as good a game as the Steelers, I think, can have. Right. Um, I said at the start of the year that we would, we could win five to nine games. Um, it feels now closer to five than it does where <laughs> in my head I went, oh, maybe we can get to you know, nine, ten, hmm. maybe even push to that 11 spot. Hmm. Um it, it, it's it's been a turbulent time. Um, it's definitely gonna if it stays on this trajectory. There's going to be a lot of questions in the off season, uh, uh, definitely surrounding Ben Roethlisberger, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and all the players as well, who contracts are ending up, guys who are maybe getting expensive. We've just extended Juju. Uh, sorry, TJ Watt. We did extend Smith Schuster for a year, but his contract's going to be looked at again at the end of the year. Mm. I think personally, he's played himself out of a contract. He's he's been really poor in every game. Um, so it's not an exciting start, unfortunately. And it's not like we play exciting football either, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> It's not like our quarterback runs around like crazy or you guys with Russell Wilson, yeah. um, who, who, you know, makes these spectacular plays out of nothing or at least has a go at them, you know? Yeah. Our, like, our quarterback's wooden. He's a statue. <laughs> our defence is, is, is a very scary front seven, but a, a very poor secondary. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough time to be a Steelers fan. It's the first time as a Steelers in the time I've been a Steelers fan because I I have only been into NFL for maybe eight years now, coming up to over ten years actually. And Steelers have been very successful that whole time. Mm. Um, you know, never had a losing season under Mark Tomlin. I think this might be the first one. Wow, big statement, Pez. I mean, what what are your thoughts on on that? Um. I, for me, I was just surprised when I saw the Steelers. I thought last year, surely Big Ben's done. Like, mm. and I, I looked at it. And I thought it might be the undoing of Mike Tomlin and Big Ben, and it's kind of looking like that at the moment. Outside looking in, I don't follow them religiously. So what I see mm. is an old man <laughs> at quarterback who should never have carried on. Like, everyone was saying it. Like, he's going to retire. He's got to retire. And he's almost like, you hear these stories, like he's almost wanted to play for free just to try and, just to try and achieve something. It's just like, sometimes you've just got to realise your time is, like, your time is up. You've got to realise it. And if I I was Mike Tomlin, I would have probably told him and said, listen, your time's up. Because... I was talking to my brother about it um, off topic from the Seahawks and we highlighted the point that it almost like when you went on, was it 15? It wasn't 15 unbeaten last year, was it? 11. 11. 11, 11, 11 yes. Yeah. The Bengals. 
And my brother highlighted it at the time, and he said, when you lost, he said, that's because Big Ben's there. If he, if they had a quarterback like Ross, Lamar, Mahomes, if they had one of them new generation quarterbacks, that would be a scary team because of your offensive weapons, your, your wide receiver core. It, it, it looks pedestrian so far, and it's just like you're scratching your head and you're like, that should be the scariest trio in the league. And the only thing letting them down, essentially, is Big Ben. The stuff I watch on, like, Red Zone, for example, like, I only see it from where... It's like some of the throws, it's like he's not himself anymore. Like, people joked, like, his arm, when his arm goes, when his arm... It's like he's not even got his arm there full stop. Right, he's had his elbow reconstructed after his injury where he was at a couple of years ago, and then he did hurt it against Cincinnati. He did come off the field on the defensive play. He went to the locker room and checked out, but... I said in that game, he's hurt. He's, he's hurt himself quite badly because every throw after that was very short throws. And really, like the things you're talking about here, like there's so many questions that pop up in my head and so many solutions as well. You say he's at the end for Big Ben. I agree. I thought he should have retired last year. But what was our succession plan? Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, my personal feeling was we should have we should have drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round um, in the year in what was it two years ago now mm-hmm. instead of Chase Claypool. Now Chase Claypool's been brilliant for us so far. I really love him as wide receiver. He's, he's a great big body receiver. But it's it's this is what annoys me with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the minute is there is no success succession plan. Mm-hmm. Well, look at all the great situations of, of quarterbacks in the recent years. You know Mahomes sitting behind. Um, Alex Smith, uh, Lamar sitting behind Joe Flacco. So many good quarterbacks have sat behind a big name and then come in. Now, I, I don't, Jalen Hurts' career is yet, we don't know what's going to happen with his career. We yet to see what his ceiling is, but Rudolph and Haskins aren't the answer. We know that. So we should have got the succession plan going ahead sooner rather than later. The problem is now, the more it goes on this year, it's going to look like we're going to have to look at a quarterback in in the draft. Now we've mm. been we're famously always mid draft towards the end, where mm. you're not going to get a quarterback. Now I've been told that if we're around that 15 spot, there could be quarterbacks who drop to there, and there's some good prospects coming out of college that we could look at. My problem is I'm not big on drafting rookie, putting rookie straight in. I, I'm lo- I'm liking what these teams are doing with um, with sitting guys. Um, and then there's country we say about why did he not speak to Ben now? Someone said to me, why don't, why don't you just sit Big Ben now and put in Dwayne Haskins and Mason, or Mason Rudolph? And it, the problem is, is the Steelers as an organization is, is quite backward in old. It's not very, they're not very modern in a way. So they, they will stick loyal to him because he's been loyal to them, obviously. And they, they have very old fashioned beliefs. It feels like in the back office in, in Pittsburgh. So it's not like, unless Ben gets injured, we're not going to see Haskins or Rudolph come into a game unless we're dramatically in front against somebody, which that won't happen from, from any, any game that I can see. Uh, let's have a look, actually. No, 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 we're not going to be dramatically in front in any of these games going forward. So it's going to be Big Ben. Um, yeah, if, 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 if I had to complain, the biggest, my biggest complaint with the Pittsburgh City as an organization is, is just the direction. What, what direction are we going in? And I don't mind you being a losing franchise. I don't mind playing badly and winning. Like we win, we were eleven zero last year, and people were like, "Yeah, but you don't play very good." And I'm like, "I don't care. We're winning." Yeah. Like I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered about him taking the top off of teams. Like 
and doing the short run, doing the short passes and doing small yard gains down the field. That's fine if you win games. Now mm. it's not winning games. And the O-line's got poorer. Poor Najee Harris is trying to look good <laughs> and, and is having a tough time. But I would say in the Green Bay game, that's the best game that G. Harris has had so far. I know he had really great numbers against Cincinnati. But actually, how he looked on the field and how he played, it was the best game he's played. He looked really, really good. I'm very excited about him. He's, I've noticed that the last two games, he had, um, it might have been the Cincinnati game, mm. and solely through fantasy, I said to my mate who had him in our league, I watched him in that game. Uh, did he put the big numbers up in Cincinnati? It was Cincinnati put the big numbers up, and on fans, because I completely agree, with, I feel like I know where you're going with this. Fantasy-wise, amazing. Like, load of points. Visually watching him, you, you could not tell me that was his stat line. I was like, that. he's had a horrendous game. Yeah. I think it was the one before the big stat line. It was the one before, and he had a big... He had a big play catch out the backfield, and he, he literally start. He, I think, took two defenders with him, and he was mm. pumped with it. And I saw it in the red zone, and I messaged my mate who had him, and I was like, I reckon he's going to start. Fantasy-wise, he's going to start becoming really good. I think that's the kind of game he needed. And then he went into Cincinnati, put up them big fantasy points, and then, like you said, I think he'll start growing. But um, I was just going to uh, go back to... What, how you spoke about the Steelers then was making me laugh because it is literally just like Seattle. If Russell Wilson gets injured, like, if, what is it, Sanu, mm. we play Sanu and he does what he did to him them years ago in that season where he rolled all over him intentionally, like, we're, we're screwed essentially, aren't we? And it's the same with you. It's like, who's your backup? It's like, at least Russ is still in his prime, so we should for us we should oh, be you, looking to get that you've got five years left of us more surely <laughs> but ideally like yeah said, like you said we should be looking at getting that quarterback now to shadow Russ maybe mm. not now maybe in a couple more years but get him to shadow Russ like you said it's the best solution <clears throat> yeah whereas that's our benefit your downside is the Big Ben can't be shadowed for much longer now someone's going to have to be thrown maybe you might yeah. go for the Sean Watson well, nice. it, it's an option. It's an option that has been thrown out there. Is that you know we sort of sell the farm for Watson, which I could get behind. Like I like for all that's been said out there about Russell Wilson, I have not followed it enough. His conduct off the field, anyway, enough to know you know uh, that much about it. So I don't know if he's an awful human being or not. Um, you know, I, like we have already one awful human being as a quarterback in Dwayne Haskins, who I, I really dislike. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins is the person. I think anyone who goes to a strip club in uh, in COVID times with a head coach who's recovering from cancer shouldn't really yeah. take a long, hard look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. just, so, but I've been I've been assured he's a very good player, but I don't I I just don't see why he's in the organisation. Um, I think. Firstly, um, it, I don't keep this a secret. I've said this on my podcast a lot of times and in, in, and in a lot of other podcasts. Um, I adore Russell Wilson. I, he, is, he is my favourite NFL player. I, I love him. I, I, just, I was nearly a Seattle fan, really, because when I first got into NFL, my friend showed me videos of Legion of Boom, and I loved, I loved that. And then when I watched the, when I watched the Seahawks... Um, I loved the way Russell Wilson played, but I, I only really became a Pittsburgh Steelers fan because I, I fell in love with Troy Polamalu, um, yeah. and I thought he was incredible, and that's why I became a Steelers fan. Yeah. Um, 
but I was very close to being a Seahawks fan <laughs> when I was deciding. And one of the big things was Russell Wilson. Um, I, I just love everything he does. I just think he, he's just great. I think he's great for your organisation. Um, you, you as a team will always have a chance of winning if he's being able, if he's able to play his game. The problem is, is your defense isn't incredible, and you can be a bit hit or miss sometimes in other on the offensive line. Your yeah. running game starting to get going now. DK Metcalf is now showing what he's about, and Tyler Lockett's playing second fiddle very well, I think. Um, so every he's you're always going to have a chance of winning. Whereas you look at the Steelers, a, a fit and healthy Ben, I don't have any confidence we are going to be winning these games. On this, I, I quite I honestly feel when I look at the schedule now, I'm looking at the Steelers schedule. Sorry, so. Obviously, this is going to go out after we play Denver. I, I I would like to think we'll get a win at Denver, but I I think that's going to be a very hard game. Um, that is at home though. We then got you guys. We then got the bye week. I think we lose against you as well. Just to put it out, <laughs> just to let just to let all your Seattle uh, listeners know, I do think Seattle are going to beat the Steelers um, quite handedly. Um, which I can go into more detail about why I feel that way in a moment if you like. Um, outside of Detroit. We're not winning the game because you look yeah. at it. We've got we've got Cleveland twice. Yeah, how are they looking? Amazing. Very that's good. That's two. Yeah. That's two losses. Mm. The Bears seem to have a little bit of things figured out. Mm. If Fields can play, you'll mm. beat the Bears. You'll beat the Bears. I don't think we'll beat, you'll the, beat Bears. the Bears. The no, charge. The charges. We could struggle against because of their because of what they can do. Yeah. Cincinnati, they've had our number once. I do think we will beat Cincinnati, actually. I think we'll beat them the second time round. Baltimore, we'll lose to. Minnesota, Minnesota, one of these teams where their trajectory, they, they could be great or they could just really peter out at some point. You never really know if, with them. If TJ Watt gets to Cousins early and he's on his game and pressures him all the time, you'll beat the Vikings <clears> because Kirk Cousins is like all them other pocket passes. You start you start getting him in the pocket, he gets rattled yeah. and starts throwing like array throws all over the gaff and he's the worst one when he bottles it. Like Aaron Rodgers, mm. Tom Brady, Big Ben, all these pocket passes, when you start hitting them, because that's all they can do, they start mm. getting flustered. But in my opinion, Kirk Cousins is the worst one. So you actually have a really good chance <clears> of <throat> scraping a win against him if you haven't improved because your front seven mm. is the best part of your team. And once you start hitting him, he'll quake it. He literally folds every single time. I, I think I think if we, if we, after the back of the Green Bay game, if we improve, we're, we're beating Detroit, we we we're giving Chicago a game. We're giving the Chargers a game. We're beating Cincinnati. We're losing to Baltimore. We're giving Minnesota a game. Tennessee, I fancy ourselves against because I just don't think their defense is is really any good at all. I think it's really gone downhill. Mm. And again, they're one they're a bit one dimensional. Um, if they can't keep their wide receivers healthy as well, Kansas City we lose to Cleveland we lose to Baltimore we lose to. So it's. It's not going to be plain sailing for the first year. It's a tough schedule. Um, and like I say, it's just, it, it's it's weird because one of the things that I've sort of, like I say, you, you touched on it a little bit is, and what we've all been accustomed to with the Steelers is the performance levels of the defence. And as you say, in the front seven is as scary as you're going to get in the NFL with TJ Watt and all the guys, you can go through all of them. They're as scary as, 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 you know, as good a unit as you could hope to have. And it's like, you still got, 
Minka Fitzpatrick in the in in the secondary, and it's like oh. it, it, it's it's and he's a player that I've, I think I've said it on this podcast before. Like I absolutely, he's one of my favourite players in the NFL. Minka Fitzpatrick, mm. I absolutely love him. Wish we'd have traded for him when it was sort of like rumoured and, and everything, and obviously he went to you guys. Um, it's to say, just, you got you guys got Jamal Adams. We so did exactly lose did. Out, out of all of that business. Yeah, it, yeah. I, th- I think I'd still. If you offered me a swap today, I think I'd probably take wow, it. Really? But yeah, probably, probably. Um, but like I say, it, it's it's just for, again from looking from the outside in to see the Steelers' defense be so sort of it just. I, I just what I'm trying to say, I don't get how they're playing this. Poorly, and I'm not. They're oh, not, it, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying they're bad, but it's just like for the players you've got on there, I just don't understand. I know there's been some changes on the defense, but was this the performance levels you were expecting? Were you expecting them to be this poor? I I knew the secondary would be a problem. Mm. I knew we would that, and that is where Seattle will be us. You'll right. be us. You'll be us by going over the top. You'll mm. you'll target Metcalf, Lockett, Swain probably get in there as well. Um, yeah. Everett might have that, you know, come up, get us something decent. That's mm. where you'll be because our secondary is not playing well at all. Um, like I said, with TJ Watt was out and Devin Bush played, but he was sort of injured. Stefan Tuitt's been a bit injured. It was scary, but like, oh, wait, we've got no one else outside of these guys. <laughs> um, but keeping them all on the field, I mean, they're all on the field last game bar... I think two, it's been a little bit in and out still. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving Melvin Ingram. I think I knew that I, I, I said he's either going to come to the season and revitalise his career a bit, if he can stay fit, or he's just going to sort of be on the back burner. I really love the tandem pin and what I think he's been a perfect replacement for Bud Dupree. Um, mm. Cam Hayward's still playing his best football. TJ Watt, the, the best, or if not one of the best edge rushers in the league. I loved the Joe Schobert trade. Because I wanted someone really good alongside Devin Bush. Devin Bush is from, is my favourite Steelers player. I love I love Devin yeah. Bush. Yeah. Um, but it's that's just not quite clicked yet. But that could be a that could be a minute. Uh, right. Joe Hayden, the secondary. Joe Hayden's old now and is not the corner he once was. Edmonds. I mean, you could argue. You could say, oh, well, you know, he's he's still young. You could be in and out on him. But I think he's been on the team for about four years now. And mm. he's never really shone. I'm a bit out on him, really. Mm. Minka is can be one of the best safeties on this day, but he's doing the exact same thing he did last year. He doesn't turn up for about four or five games. Right. And then he makes, he does something in a yeah. big game. Yeah. And it sparks him. It's almost like it's the, it's the ignition for him to go like, right, yeah, I'm, that's it. I'm going it for this year. Last year, he got an interception. He had poor first four weeks. I think it was the fourth, fifth week we played Cleveland. And he got an interception. And it was really like, it was a really good interception. I remember that. And it would like sparked him for the rest of the year. He was really good. Mm. And Green Bay, he had two opportunities that that was going to be that spark. And again, week four, how it's lined up. He had an interception. He nearly had an interception, but it was inches away. And then he also, there was the um, blocked kick that he ran in for a touchdown, but it got flagged for being offside with Joe Hayden, who was offside, which was, that was marginal. Some days you get them, some days, some days you don't, even yeah. when it's the NFL and they are so precise <laughs> that it is hard. Yeah. Um, and then outside of Joe Hayden, the other corners, Sutton's not former. You know, last year we had uh, Steve Nelson and Mike Hilton. Don't think we did enough to keep either of them. I think Mike, Mike Hilton's one of the best slot corners in the league. 
and Cam Sutton had a good, um, not Cam Sutton, sorry, Steve Nelson had a good tandem with Joe Hayden. Mm. Our secondary got worse, and it's not, and that's where our problems lie, I think. Right. Um, and the fact that also, probably as well, the offence hasn't been efficient. The Steelers have been on the, the defence has been on the field a lot. Yeah. And they've played good. I, I know we didn't think they, I know the NFL UK or NFL world probably didn't believe it before the season, but Vegas, yeah, Vegas and Cincinnati are looking good teams. Mm. They're not looking great, but they, the Vegas obviously are, we'll see what happens tonight. Obviously, like I said, we're a week back recording. They could lose or, or uh, yeah. beat Chargers tonight. Mm. But we've played Buffalo. One top three quarterback in the league in Josh Allen, mm. Vegas, who are, 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 you know unbeaten so far. Cincinnati, who with Joe Burrow fit and healthy, were always going to be capable uh, yeah. and looking capable. Aaron mm. Rodgers, top five quarterback in the league. Are we going to get going to get against Denver, which Ross, roster on paper wise is probably top five in the league. Top yeah, probably top five in the league off the names on paper, but mm-hmm. we'll see how they play. We'll see what happens with that. And then we're going to come up against you guys um, again, who have got a really high powered, good offense. Yeah. Um, so the, our defense is come up against, and it's going to come up against strong offenses all down the border. Like we're talking about schedules there a second ago. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland's good offense. Chargers good offense. Baltimore obviously a good offense, but winning games a bit shabby. Minnesota good offense. Tennessee good offense. KC great offense. I mean, we're not we're not the, the, the foot's not going to the foot can't come off the gas at any point. Yeah. But you know the secondary is not performing. Injuries are not helping. Mm. Um. So that that really, so am I surprised? No, because I knew the secondary would be weakened. Um. So no, I'm not. I'm not overly surprised about how the performance has been going. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Um, whilst you were just talking about some of the players and things like that, um, who are the players who we should watch out for? Like the players who could make an impact. I know you said Mink Fitzpatrick. Then he's probably definitely one. Everyone knows it. Like you said, he's just waiting for that one big play mm-hmm. um, to turn his game around. And who better else to do it against than Russell Wilson? Mm-hmm. We all know loves if he sees it, he's going to go for it deep. And if Fitzpatrick is in the right place, then he might be there for the taking to go off. But who else? Who? Who? Like what? Who are the players we should watch out for in offensive defense? And how could you see the Steelers managing to win this game? Is the so? Uh, I I think the trick to beat you guys is is to be non-stop on offense is to really test your defence and really stretch you. The problem is, we're not the offence to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm if I'm looking at it, you're weak at corner. Okay. Deontay Johnson could really have a game against you guys. He's Big Ben's favourite target. Mm-hmm. He's he's come back off an injury in Cincinnati. He had a good day out against Green Bay. Um, he just he got he had under just under 100 yards receiving and looked good as well. He was pretty sharp. Um, so I like Deontay Johnson against you guys. That could be a really a good player to light up uh, the secondary. Jamal Adams is probably going to be looking at covering Chelsea Claypool. Um, Swiftus is going to be underneath. So you've got obviously Wagner's probably going to keep an eye on him. I think jo- Johnson will be covered by your best corner, but I, I feel like he may get the better of them. Um, your defensive line, I've been quite impressed with. So I'd love to say Nij- N- Najee Harris 
will have a good game against you. But I, I, I know I don't think it's great by no means. <laughs> There's a lot of work we need to go there. Yeah, but I think it has improved. It has improved slightly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Najee Harris could get going. I just I'm not. Najee's going to get going while he's getting going slowly now. I'm happy if he slowly progresses throughout the year, or it might be he suddenly steps up in a game and then suddenly he's great for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, defensively, your O-line against TJ Watt Melvin Ingram is going to have a day. Um, they can really do some of it. The problem is Russell Wilson's got feet, and <laughs> he'll be able to manoeuvre around, but what, what could really cause some damage? Cam Haywood, I think, actually will be more the guy that's going to cause some damage on that line that day, because... Mm-hmm. What and Ingram on, on the outside, you may focus on them, but Hayward's still so so dominant in the middle. Um, if Minka's got the spark going, Lockett lock could be a bit of a, a, a bit of a non-factor at times, but I think Metcalf's still going to be be fantastic. So hopefully, looking at Minka by that point being a, a, a heck of a player. I mean, if if Devin Bush as well, my favorite player, if he can sort of cover that middle bit. You know, and and stop Carson from going underneath, or if Collins starts going underneath or anything like that, that could be good there. I just, uh, yeah, I'd predominantly be looking at Deontay Johnson on the offense though, because I think uh, he he could have a real good day out against your corners. Yeah, it's, it's like you say, it's 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 going to be so close, isn't it? Because it's like like just just listening to the guys that you're talking about there, you, there's just talent absolutely coursing through your your team on, on both sides of the ball and and it, it, it's just like you say it just feels like it's just waiting to come together like if and if it doesn't come together it'd just be a real shame for the amount of talent that's on that team um and, and I think it, it's well it, it's a team that like you say talent wise is is good enough to to beat anyone in the league on their day um and quite right that that front seven against our all line is is I think the, the big point of where it'll either tip it in your favour or if we can somehow, or like say the O-line can somehow hold up against those guys, it might tip it in our favour. I think, like you say, that, that's going to be a pretty obviously key key part of the game. Um, so if we were to if we were to absolutely push you for a little score prediction in in, <laughs> in your mind, where whereabouts? I mean, you can say Steelers win if 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 that's if that's if that's the heart and the head. Just just Whoa. what are you thinking? So I think I think we I think would you say we take this one Pez just out of curiosity? I'm not I'm not sure where you stand on that. Um for me, yeah. I think it's it I have a feeling like in the last game against the Niners, like in that first half it was ugly, man. It was, it was ugly yeah. and they've got Nick Bolser and mm. all these other line, guys and they were just getting in the backfield for free. So if our mm. all line turns up against your front seven I just have a feeling Russ is going to be running for his life from TJ Watt. I mean, TJ Watt's going to have a field day and Russ is just going to be running what could be the best thing for us to get Russ actually snapping. So mm. I feel like he's just training this new offense so hard. He's forgetting what he's really good at. But I feel like your line's going to be good. And I think if your O-line can actually put it together, because the one thing about our D-line is I, I think RJ Harris could have a tough day because they, mm. they can stop that run really well. But one thing, like I said before about like, like Big Ben and all these pocket passes, is if your all-line can stand up, we've not been that great at, uh, at pressuring the quarterback. Mm. And we all know what happens if Big Ben feels relaxed. <clears throat> He's mm. going to start slinging him. And like you said, then Deontay Johnson, Claypool, they're going to start causing mayhem in that secondary. Because we do mm. have a very unproven secondary. Mm-hmm. 
like they put it together quite well in the second half against the Niners, but it's still not enough. Not enough to the standard of if Big Big Ben turns up with Deontay Johnson. So it is a hard one. I think we did our yeah. predictions at the start of the year, and I think yeah, I did. said the Steelers will win this one just because it's high yeah. field. But yeah. the way it's transpired, <clears throat> and a bit it's more so in tough, the middle. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was straight out. We're going to lose to the Steelers because it's high field. We're literally mm-hmm. going to lose them. Like they're they're a monster in their own place. Like Heinz Field, um, Lambo are just two places you don't want to go away, mm. in my opinion. But now the way you've been, I'm more in the middle. So, I, so you're sitting uh, on the fence, is what you're telling me. I'm sitting on the fence. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Diplomatic. See, yeah. I feel that way. I see. I feel that way about your ground. It's Central Link Field, right? Lumen Field now. Like I, said, I, I oh, keep Lumen. calling it CenturyLink, but it's yeah. changed to Lumen now. Yeah. So I, I feel that way about Lumen Field. I feel I think it's a re- it's such a difficult place to go to as an away team. And um, if you had to push me, I'd go probably around twenty seven twenty to the Seahawks. Ooh. Uh, I, I'd I'd maybe give <clears throat> maybe two either side on it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go around twenty seven twenty. I think mm. we'll 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 give it a good go, but I think. You've just got you've just got more talent. You've just got more talent. Um, uh, quarterback, sorry. Um, and I I think I, I like your wide receivers more as well, actually. <laughs> so if if Claypool if Claypool could have a kid take the jump up like Metcalf has, mm. then he could be he could be fantastic. But um, Metcalf and Lockett at the minute just one of the most dangerous duos in the league at the minute. Taking yeah. the top off the teams. Yeah, like I say, I think in my opinion again, it's it's a one score kind of game. I don't see. I mean, Seahawks very rarely blow teams away. Um, it's just not something that we do as a team. Um, so most of the games that we play are close against any team, and especially against yourselves, I think this is going to be one score either way. Um, you, before we let you go, Freddie, do you want to just tell us about the franchise tag podcast a little bit, and just sort of where we can find you and everything, where we can listen to you. Yeah, of course. So, uh, yeah, the Franchise Tech Podcast is on YouTube. We have all our videos on there, so you can like and subscribe to them, watch them. We have a main show, a fantasy football show, which is to do with the Franchise Tag uh, Fantasy League, which is <laughs> pretty much Fantasy League full of my friends. And it's uh, a bit of a, that's the less serious show and a more of a mic-taking show, but it is fantasy football relevant. We also do Sunday preview sh- shows about the games that are going to happen on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are also on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, so we have to recap that as well in our social media. Um, you can find us Franchise Tag UK on Twitter, Franchise Tag Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, we will also, all of us, all me, my co-hosts, the editors we have on our team and friends of ours and girlfriends and everybody else will be at, <laughs> will be at the London Games um, yeah. this weekend. Well, Yes, it'll be this weekend and the weekend after we'll all be there, actually. So, yeah, um, we're going to be there for the Jets-Falcons game this weekend coming and when this goes out. And uh, we'll be at the Jags-Dolphins game as well. So, come say hello to us. Come have a beer with us. We're uh, always happy to chat NFL. So, uh, yeah, again, really appreciate you having me on here, guys. No, absolutely. Pleasure as always, Freddie. Um, like I say, massively, massively recommend you go and give the franchise podcast a uh, listen. They're absolutely fantastic bunch of lads, and like I say, a lot of hard work going into it. Um, very jealous that you're heading off to London for the London Games for the next uh, two weeks. Or uh, I actually, I actually live 15 minutes cycle ride from the stadium. I oh, actually wow. live really close by. Yeah, I uh, though I'm from Leicester, I live in London now. So um, yeah, big city guy now. So. Uh, <laughs> 
yeah, so I'll be able to get the uh, get the bus down to the ground, which is which is quite nice. So yeah, that'll be it'll be good fun. It'll be really good fun. Living the dream. Do you want any, any final words there, Pez? No, thanks for coming on, mate. It was a insight, um, mm. bit of <laughs> bit of negativity towards the team life, but we'll take it all. <laughs> no, it makes it, us feel better. It makes us feel ne- better. It does feel negative about the Steelers, but like uh, I, I, this Green Bay game has really made me quite positive because I do think that, that I know what our ceiling is now, and I'm quite okay with it. It's yeah. going to be a really interesting off season, um, and I'm really excited against Seattle get team game because Seattle. In my mind, I like my second team. I really enjoy the way you guys play. I really enjoy Russell Wilson. Um, and, yeah, I do try and catch Seahawks games as much as I can, as well as Steelers games. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a really good game. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much, everyone. And thanks especially to you, Freddie. Yeah, thanks very much, boys.